Um, my name's Daniel Swan. Welcome to another episode of Grapple Pie. Thank you so much for listening. Isn't that good of you? Isn't that good of you to listen? Um, welcome. You are the first. I'm joking. Um, maybe the third. Who knows? Um, yeah, it was uh, raw last night, as it always is on a Monday. Um, the raw, uh, the fallout from payback um, from um, a particularly unimaginative pay-per-view from WWE, but one with fantastic wrestling. So they giveth and they taketh away. Um, A lot to get through. I want to try and barrel through it as quickly as possible. So let's just dive straight in, shall we? So, brand new era. It's the new era of the WWE. Gone are the ways of the old. In are the ways of the new. Which means we have to start with a 20-minute promo between two McMahons. Um, Fairly pointless, um, Stephanie comes out, then Shane comes out, then Stephanie's being nice to Shane, saying, let's make this work. She gives him the picture that Vince destroyed. I think it was just before WrestleMania when he had that kind of signed, uh, signed photo. I'm going to give you a signed photo, Shane. Um, as a framed photo that he smashed to show the world that he was mean. Um, and then Steph gave it back to him. He's like, oh, I'm being nice. What's going on? Wrong footing everybody. Um, and then Kevin Owens came out. Oh, excuse me. That in no way is indicative of my thoughts with regard to Kevin Owens. I love Kevin Owens and, and wish him to, to be my friend. Um, consistently one of the best things on Raw. Kevin Owens comes out and says that he is still owed an IC title rematch from when he lost it at WrestleMania, which is absolutely true. Uh, then Cesaro comes out and says, if you son of a bitch and Sami Zayn hadn't been fighting on the ring apron, I had Miz tapping to the crossface. I'd be Intercontinental title holder. Uh, and so Shane makes a match between those two. I think it, it was a match between those two for the number one contendership to the IC belt. Um, so they have a match that was great. I mean, it's always great. Some As ever with these two, they are spot monkeys. Um, wonderful stuff. Straight into um, uh, an uppercut train, uh, which is great and went on for ages. Uh, which is crazy. Uh, there's a gut wrench from the middle rope by Cesaro because he's super strong because KO's, you know, wonderful, but not a small man, not a dainty man. Um, and, uh, yeah, Cesaro is able to whip him over, which was incredible. Then a bullfrog splash to the outside, which was crazy. Um, but the Miz was out on commentary, doing commentary with Maurice. And a couple of times, and I wanted him to make more of it, um, he would say something and then turn to her and go, right, babe, which... Like, just make that your catchphrase. That would just be so... There used to be an SNL sketch with Jason Sudeikis and Kristen Wiig where they... I think it was just called The A-Holes and it would just be these two douchebags trying to, you know, do things. But they didn't want to do it. They were both just chewing gum the whole time. And Sudeikis just referred to Wiig as babe all the time. And they're right, babe. What do you want, babe? What do you want? Bring that in for fucking Miz. That'd be amazing. Just after everything he says. Right, babe? Brilliant. Um, so then obviously, yeah, Miz interferes um, because Owens was going to use the belt to beat Cesaro and then Cesaro gave Miz an uppercut and then blah, 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 a bit of a schmoz. Then Zayn comes out, halluva kick to Kevin Owens, which is nice. So he gets a bit of comeuppance from last night. Um, and then he beats up the Miz. The Miz runs away. Sami Zayn holding up the IC title. So it seems as as it was hinted at at Payback that they're going to be pushing that as a um, fatal four-way in some way um, for Extreme Rules, which should be pretty good. All four uh, pretty decent workers, so that should be uh, nice and fun. Um, then we have... Oh, 
Then we have a, a series of backstage vignettes. Um, Dean Ambrose talking to Stephanie, which is pretty good because he was like, what the fuck is going on? You're not a nice person. I don't really understand this. And she was like, no, I'm really nice. I'll be on the Ambrose Asylum later. You can ask me anything. Um, and him not really trusting her. So that was pretty good. Then we have R-Truth um, with his little twig and his phone with Tyler Breeze. And then Goldust comes out and says whatever he says and then Fandango's there and he's gyrating and it was weird like Tyler Breeze there, there kept on being instances where he realistically it seemed logical for him to say something but he wasn't saying anything it was like he was an extra in a in a movie like an extra kind of barman in a pub scene in a movie and it's like if you say anything then we're going to have to pay you extra so you just even though it seems really unnatural for you to be serving somebody a drink without saying anything just shut the fuck up um, which was a shame. Um, the whole that whole story, any story that's centering on our truth and gold dust is not going to be worth anybody's time. And then to bring in Tyler Breeze, I mean, it's good to give Tyler Breeze and Fandango really. I think he's quite a fun guy. Um, give them something to do is is all right. I just hope that eventually it ends up with a tag match with our truth and gold dust when they reconcile. Breeze and Fandango are like, hey, what about us? And then they form a tag team because that makes sense. Fandango loves himself and he's dancing. Breeze loves himself and he does the selfie stick. Although that's all he does. And I do feel like that's maybe something to look at, maybe try and develop some other parts of his character. Because at the moment, if he's not wrestling, he's literally just looking into the selfie stick, which is, you know, oh, from a character point, but it's it's just not particularly interesting. Um, But yeah. Boring, boring. Our truth not interesting. Goldust not interesting. Ziggler, uh, Ziggler, Breeze not saying anything. Pointless. Then we have Styles and Anderson and Gallows talking, and then Reigns comes in, and then the Usos come in, and it makes a six-man tag at the end. And again, awful. Just no. Like, I quite like AJ Styles, although he's not brilliant on the microphone. Um, but the rest of them are just toss. Anderson and Gallows need to kick it up a notch because they're they're in the main event now. They're in main events. They've come straight in and taken a taken the elevator right to the top floor. Um, but they're just, it's just no charisma. Just boring. Um, and obviously Reigns is is a charisma black hole. Uh, and we come back and we have a match between Tyler Breeze and Goldust again. All Tyler Breeze does is looks in that thing. I think he's better than that. I think I I really like him. I watch him on uh, he's on Up Up Down Down, which is uh, Xavier Woods's uh, YouTube channel where he plays video games with people. And Tyler Breeze is on that quite a lot, and he's really funny. So it's like I just let's see a bit more of that, shall we? Um, Breeze comes out. And Breeze put on a, a hairnet at the beginning, which did make me laugh. Um, the way that he put it on was pretty good. It's a shame that he's been overshadowed by... I mean, this wasn't really a match. This was more of a kind of an extended angle with Goldust talking to R-Truth and R-Truth talking... I don't really understand what what the story is. Do they like each other? Do they not like each other? I mean, maybe if I listened to what they were saying, I'd, I'd have more of an idea, but I just don't care. But Tyler Breeze won! Hey, Tyler Breeze won! I mean, he won with a roll-up, which is always a shame. Like, just just get some kind of move. Um, as uh, some kind of finisher would be nice but he won so that's the most important thing uh, and so that's a lovely little uh, bonus for everybody uh, then the uh, New Day come out 
everybody loves the New Day because the New Day are awesome. Big E flubs his lines a little bit, but he recovers because he's got that charisma. He's he, he, There's so many other people, like if Anderson or Gallows or Styles or Reigns or Truth or Goldust flubbed their lines a little bit, you'd kind of feel like they're just... Uh, 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 but Big E fucked up his lines saying the WWE network and then he recovered and everyone cheered him for it. It's like, yeah, just react to stuff that's happening in the moment. And I hate to be all kind of actorly and like, you know, it's all in the moment, blah, blah, blah. But it's true. Um, Then they replayed uh, Enzo's injury from last night. Let's not. Like, we don't need to see the injury again. Show him getting taken away in the ambulance if you want, because that's not necessarily something that people, everybody would have seen. But don't just have a super slow-mo replay of the injury again. It's just, it just seems in bad taste. And then the Vaud villains come out. Um, they have been named as they were going to win the, the thing. So they've been awarded the thing. So they're number one contenders. They're going to face the New Day um, at Extreme Rules. They come out, they get a lot of heel heat. They sing the WWE Tag Team Champs thing in the same way that the New Day do the WWE, which is quite funny. They get a huge amount of heel heat on uh, Enzo's injury, saying that if he was a real man, he would have stood back up again and that they made him the the realist guy in the emergency room. Everybody hated that. I thought that was great heel heat. And the Dudleys come out. seemed like they they were taking the mick out of the Vaud Villains. Um, So it seemed like they were almost kind of turning face. But then they didn't, and then Big Cass comes out, and everybody cheers him, and he did pretty well on the mic actually, uh, which leads to an eight-man tag that we that we're told as we come back from the break. This was um, uh, officially made on the WWE Facebook page. Like nobody cares about that. That's not a thing. Nobody's like, oh, I, I can't watch the thing on TV during this three-minute ad break, so I'm going to check on the Facebook page, and oh, I know it doesn't matter. Stop doing it. Who cares? Um, eight-man tags are generally bad. There's just not enough stuff going on for... Well, there's too much stuff going on for anything proper for you to pay attention to anything individually. Um, there was an amazing bit where Bubba was teaching the Vaud villains how to beat up uh, Xavier Woods, which really made me laugh. He's like, you go like this, and then you pick him up by his hair, and you go with a cross face. And so that's, again, love, heel, Bubba. Um, it was a double hot tag match, so it went on for quite a while. Um, and the second hot tag was to Cass, and he looked really good, actually. Really, really good, cleaned house. Um, I've heard not amazing things about both him uh, and Enzo, actually, in the ring. They're obviously great characters and very charismatic, but I've heard not amazing things um, from them. But he looked really good here, really, really good, um, and got the victory, of course, because as in WWE, nothing makes, as we said uh, in the payback review, nothing makes you a better wrestler than somebody close to you uh, going through some kind of legitimate difficulty, either injury or death. Um, that makes you a good wrestler. Uh, and he get he got the win and looked really good doing it, so that was nice. Um, then we have a match between Emma and Becky, um, which was all right, but it was very quick. I, th- I think Emma looks great. I love her look with the, her weird like shoulder pad things, her weird little finger gloves, and the reflective Ray-Bans. I think that's such a... Not Ray-Bans, um, Aviators. I think that gives such a good look. I kind of feel like the character that she creates in in her look and in the entrance, she doesn't really carry it over in how she wrestles. I think more work could be done with that. Um, 
but I think she's she's pretty good. Um, Becky is insane. I think the the crowd went massively into it, and so Becky just went nuts trying to get people into it, just screaming her head off at every uh, opportunity. Um, and then Emma won with an eye poke and a, and a finisher, uh, a Michinoku driver, which I thought I didn't think that WWE would be too hot on people using because it's kind of a bit of a risky move. But um, she did it, and it, it looked fairly safe. Um, yeah, it was, it was a bit of a nothing match, if I'm honest. Um, I really like Becky. I think it's a shame that she, if she'd come in, you know, with somebody other than Sasha Banks, then I think she would be more over. But um, I think it's just everybody loves Sasha so much that it's, uh, yeah, she's she's left behind a little bit, which is a shame. But hopefully she she maybe gets some kind of series uh, with Emma. I, thought that, I think that might be uh, quite nice. Um but yeah, the, the match was all right. It was fine. Um, then Ambrose uh, comes out for the Ambrose Asylum. Um, uh, he says that they've got some investigative journaling to do. I assume he means journalism. Um, and then Steph comes out. Uh, he says that... he And he's, he's a prick to her, really. I mean, this Ambrose Asylum was essentially... Dean Ambrose is a prick and tries to goad Stephanie into becoming a bad guy again. Do you think that's not a nice thing for you to do, Dean? Um, he, yeah, he just says that she must be a boiling pot of woman rage, which I thought was quite nice after uh, Steph's uh, accusing Shane of misogyny um, last night at Payback. Eh, maybe Dean is a little bit. Maybe Dean's not a big fan of the women. Um, yes, yeah, and she's kind of being nice and, oh, it doesn't matter that Roman Reigns speared me. It doesn't matter that, that this went wrong or that I've made all these sacrifices that Vince has picked Shane as, as much as me, even though I've been working for seven years. He hasn't been working for seven years, blah, blah, blah. Um, but then she turns here and she cancels the asylum and uh, reinstates the, uh, the highlight reel. Um, I don't know necessarily what the point is of this, um, I mean, I guess just to continue the feud between him and uh, Jericho. And Jericho comes out, they have a bit of a fight, um, and then Jericho takes the potted plant, takes Mitch, um, which I thought would be a thing, because he, he mentioned Mitch at the beginning of the Ambrose Asylum. I was like, oh, it's going to be a couple of weeks, there's going to be a Mitch t-shirt. Um, but then uh, Jericho smashes Mitch over his head, so maybe not. Um yeah, so just to kind of forward their feud. I didn't necessarily think that their match last night was good enough to warrant an extended feud, but um, as I did mention yesterday, with, with only three weeks between Payback and uh, Extreme Rules, there's not a huge amount of time to develop a lot of extra um, storylines, a lot of new storylines. So, um, yeah, there's going to be a lot of um, just continuation and uh, rematches at Extreme Rules. Um What's next? What's next? Oh, yeah, we had a Battle Royal. Um, always my favourite thing on anything Battle Royals. That's a lie, actually. I hate Battle Royals. Um, they're generally pointless and pretty boring. Um, Titus O'Neil came out, though. So he's obviously um, off the naughty list. Got to step off the naughty step for uh, touching Vince McMahon. Um, so he was back in. Lots of jobbers. Um... Uh, all three of the ex-League of Nations uh, guys were there, which was good. Um, and then it's... And Kalisto was on uh, commentary. And bless him, he's not a talker. He was... He was. It was a bit of a shit show from, from sun up to sundown with him. He barely said anything legibly. Um, I mean, it, it may be the thing of like, you know, his, his English is a lot better than my Spanish. 
but still like don't put somebody like have him out there if you want have him out and you know watch the match scout his next opponent but if someone's not a talker then don't make them talk don't do and commentary especially is a very difficult thing because it's the most kind of free form i think of any talking that anybody does in the wwe if it's a promo you can tightly script a promo if it's an interview you can tightly script that as well but commentary is a it's a very different different beast there's a lot more just kind of hey just talk just think of something off the top of your head uh, and he was not good at that bless him um but he's he's very quick he's good at jumping um the biggest insult of, of the match obviously damien sandow was there obviously he's going out very quickly but victor of the ascension the one remaining non-naughty member of the ascension um because uh, connor has been suspended for being a naughty boy um he got eliminated before Damien Sandow. Uh, and in today's WWE, if you get eliminated from a battle royal before Damien Sandow, then somebody upstairs hates you. Um, but the best thing that I can say, about, uh, this is actually a really good battle royal. Um, it was one of the best, better ones that I've ever seen, I think, for two reasons. One, it was very, very quick. I, it was pretty much as soon as the bell starts going, let's fucking start punting people out as quickly as we can. No, there's no real interest in watching 20 wrestlers punch kick each other that's just not interesting let's get as many people out and then it ended up with um uh, it continued the feud between corbin um and ziggler so ziggler eliminates corbin corbin comes back in beats up ziggler and then tells rusev to throw him out which he does so it continues their feud so obviously they're having a rematch at extreme rules as well um finished up uh, the last five was Sinkara, which would have been quite interesting, because obviously that would be tag team partner versus tag team partner. That's my phone. Um, uh, Zack Ryder, who everybody loves, um, and the three ex-League of Nations uh, members. Um, and it it was on them for quite a while, which is good. I think that's fine. Like having a five-man or a four-man or even a six-man um battle royal makes sense because you can take a bit more time with it you can see what's going on you can actually have some moves as opposed to just punchy kicky um and this was quite good you're like oh how how is this all going to work are they are the league of nations guys going to work together how long are they going to be able to work together blah 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 so there's a bit of intrigue there they think they eliminate zach right well they eliminate sinkara they think they eliminate zach Ryder, but he holds on then they turn on each other um then basically it ends up as Rusev and Zack Ryder. Zack Ryder gets his, what was it, broski boot or something? Um, the little kind of kick in the corner. Um, everybody's cheering for him. He tries to whip Rusev out. <laughs> Rusev reverses it and Zack fucking makes him look like a king. He jumped out of there. Um, and Rusev wins, which is amazing because I fucking love Rusev. And it really pissed me off that he was reduced to a, a tag team guy going against the New Day, having to sell for the fucking New Day. No, Rusev is a king, all right? So just you treat him like such. So very happy that he won this. And then uh, Lana comes out and they're kind of pointing at Kalisto saying, you're going to get fucked up. The worry that I have is that Kalisto is going to win. I hope he doesn't. Um, I hope that, that Rusev gets his belt back because it is his belt it's you know United States belt it's what he kind of came into with the um, with John Cena I think it was quite it kind of showed up the iniquity of of the League of Nations Um, I would obviously most keenly King Barrett because he should have had a world title run with the Nexus Um, Sheamus was a world, former world champion Del Rio former world champion Rusev not a former world champion and he 
deserves it, man, because he is great. I love Rusev. Uh, so very pleased. Hope he wins. Hope he beats the shit out of uh, Kalisto. Hope they have a good match as well, because um, the Kalisto Ryback match from Payback last night was one of the one of the better matches. The biggest surprise of the night was that they were able to put on an incredible match. So that was very exciting. Um, so hopefully, uh, yeah, uh, Kalisto can pull out another good one. Um, then Charlotte comes out to address the controversy um, from last night with uh, Charles Robinson. They actually showed some footage from WCW of him uh, having a match as Little Nate. Um, but then they they come out and they her and Rick, and then they're talking about oh you know there's no there's no controversy to it. She submitted. They bring out Robinson. She, she says, "Did Natalia?" give up he says yep verbally she said stop it stop it um and then they send him back then natalia comes out beats up charlotte talks about the hearts and the flares and blah 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 it's all fairly standard um but then she squares up to rick flair rick flair takes off his jacket takes off his watch takes off his hall of fame ring and he's about to square up to uh natalia then she puts him in the sharpshooter and then she steals his shit actually steals his ring and his uh uh, watch, which is interesting. I, d- I don't know really where they're going with that. Um, and then backstage, uh, Steph makes a rematch for Extreme Rules. Another rematch? Did I say that? Yeah, another rematch for Extreme Rules. This is going to be a submission match, and Rich, Rich, Rick is uh, banned from ringside. Um, but I'm, yeah, like I say, I'm pretty sure that Charlotte's going to win again, which makes sense because it's yeah, as I said in Payback, like. She's she's been championed for so long now that dethroning her is going to be a really big thing, and that can only really happen, I think, in terms of people who are over with Sasha Banks. Also, where the fuck is Sasha Banks? Why are we not seeing Sasha Banks? Everybody loves Sasha Banks. Why are you putting people on that people don't care about, aka R Truth and Goldust, and not having Sasha Banks? Surely it'd be a great thing to say. Oh look, we're you know this is a new era for women's wrestling. We're gonna give. How about here's the crazy thing? Maybe let's have two women's feuds going on at the same time. Let's have a women's wrestling feud that doesn't involve the women's title. Maybe we can do that. Maybe that'd be a way of of you know increasing the legitimacy of uh, women's wrestling. What do I know though? I'm not a booker. Um, and then we have the final. We have the six man tag. Um, light with eight man tag. Six man tags. I'm not a fan of them. I think tag like four man tags makes sense there's a lot of psychology that you can get built into that it's one guy in one guy out makes a lot of sense um but when you start adding more people in it just gets to be a little bit bloated a little bit crowded doesn't leave people enough time or enough space i think to actually get anything done it's the the tag team version of of a battle royal um but this was great this was really really good um because the six man tag thing broke down fairly quickly um, and the quicker a six-man or an eight-man tag can break down and just turn into a bit of a tornado tag, the better for everybody because it just makes it more exciting. People fighting on the outside, people rushing into the ring to break up tags, it all makes it a lot more exciting. Uh, it's a lovely um, Arn Anderson-esque spine buster by Kyle Anderson. Is it Kyle Anderson or Carl Anderson? I think it's Carl. Uh, but he did a great spine buster on Uso B. Um so that was good. Gallows is ring gear again. I'm not happy with it. They they got rid of the leather shorts, which is always a good statement to make. Um, and they've just got him in like tracksuit trousers, like the kind of shiny 
It just doesn't really work. Like, put him in leather trousers, maybe. Or just put him in regular ring gear. I think the top looks good, because they've got that cool, like, gas mask logo. I don't know where that's from, but that's pretty cool. Just put him in a singlet or something. Surely that's... I don't know. Annoys me. Um, So he doesn't look great. And, yeah, ring-wise, I haven't seen anything. He's very kind of punch-kicky, and I haven't seen much from him that that would uh, suggest that would justify the hype that um, these two guys have come in with. But, um, yeah, Anderson did a, a lovely spine buster. Uh, and then it all kind of broke down, and it was good. It was really, really nice. Um, lots of near falls, lots of confusion. Who knows what's going to happen? Obviously, everybody hates Reigns, although not as much. Um, not as many audible boos, but then I did wonder whether how much of that was kind of uh, crowd muting, um, which of course WWE are wont to do. Um, but yeah, this was great. Ended up with um, Styles getting the uh, pinfall on one of the Usos outside of the ring. The Anderson and Gallows did the boo to do, boo to do on Reigns outside, which left Styles able to get the uh, pinfall on Uso A potentially. I don't know which Uso it was. Um, all these Samoans look alike to me. Racism. Um, and then after the match, it was great. They did a real good kind of... I mean, it's such a simple thing. It's really, really simple of like, what did this person see? What did this person see? It's what great tag team matches are built upon in terms of what did the referee see? Did they see this tag? Did they not see this tag? Did they see this chair shot? Whatever. Um, there's lots of... Tom Foolery with chair shots. So Anderson and Gallows are holding reins. They give Styles a chair. Everybody in the crowd is like, yeah, fucking leather him with the chair, which I thought was quite funny. And then Styles puts the chair down, saying, no, I'm not going to do it. Um, everybody boos him. Anderson and Gallows start beating up reins again. Then the Usos come in. They smack Styles with a chair. They start beating up Anderson and Gallows. Then Styles comes in and beats them up with a chair. But by this point, Roman Reigns has woken up again. He sees that he's beating up the Usos with a chair. So then he, uh, Superman, punches Styles, throws him to the outside and does, gives a lovely, very painful-looking powerbomb um, through uh, the Spanish announce table. Uh, and that's how we finish. It was a great finish. Really, really nice finish. Lots of crazy stuff. Lots of uh, who knows what. Who, uh, um, Yeah, a lot of confusion. Oh, also, as an extra little note that I said, the best sign of the night was um, somebody who listed the worst world champions. Uh, number one was the great Carly. Number two was Roman Reigns. Number three was Psycho Sid. Uh, and that did make me smile quite a lot. Whoever wrote that sign, well done you. Greetings, greetings, greetings of interest. Who won? Who jumped? Also the match of the night. Three things. Three things of interest. Um, number one, Rusev is back motherfucker and I couldn't be happier about it I think he was you know um, all of the League of Nations guys were kind of wasted in the League of Nations the best thing that could have happened to them is that they broke up with the with the caliber of people that they had they always needed to be either kind of a main event level destroying everything evolution level stable or just break up because anything in between just hurts everybody involved Um, but he's back Uh, look great I, he's he again he's one of the ones like Kevin Owens who's a bad guy but he brings enough entertainment like he's not just he's come in obviously initially as a super monster heel not selling anything and just killing everybody but now he's kind of evolved that so he's still obviously physically imposing he's still huge he's still got Lana um, 
but he is has a bit of comedy and in his selling he's a little bit crazy and he does his screaming and it's all very entertaining so it's the entertainment as much as the the dominance i think it's, he gets a very nice balance of it and i couldn't be happier um, that he is back uh, getting a main event uh, getting a main event getting a singles push it is the world is right again when russo is getting pushed um number two the main event story is great um, I'm not a huge fan of Anderson and Gallo so far. Um, I dislike Reigns. I think he's a charisma vacuum. The Usos are fairly standard. And AJ Styles is an incredible worker, but is is not, you know, he's not one of the better talkers in um, the company. Um, but the way that they're doing it, the story that they're telling um, is good because you don't know what's going to happen from one week to the next. And that's all you need to do. Um, so whoever is booking this, main event feud is doing very very well um obviously well i say obviously it's very likely that extreme rules that reigns will keep the belt um but around that how that's going to happen um who knows could anderson and gallows um turn on aj styles it seems likely at some point that they will that they'll get annoyed with him getting annoyed with them um will they turn heel and have Reigns turn heel as well. It's unlikely, but I think it'll be really good. And have Reigns take off his like bulletproof vest or whatever the fuck he wears, and he's wearing a Bullet Club t-shirt underneath. Everyone would lose their shit. Um, they'd, they'd get nuclear heat. Could Styles turn on Reigns? Could da ba da ba da? There's a lot of variations of, of things that could happen. Um, all of which are pretty interesting, which is amazing. So well done WWE. Um, and the last point is just charisma. There are so many instances in this um, uh, in this episode of Raw where it was just people talking that like wrestling is very important. Obviously, wrestling is the you know that's what people are paying to see. But especially in the current way that WWE working things, um, the backstage stuff and the promos and the interviews and all of this kind of stuff, there's a lot of emphasis on that. And if you're not able to deliver a promo well. And confidently, if you're not able, if you don't have confidence when talking, then don't talk. And there's lots of instances. Anderson and Gallows, not confident, not confident at all. Um, R Truth, not confident. Goldust, not confident. Fandango, not confident. Kind of Tyler Breeze as well, not confident. Um, Kalisto, for fuck's sake, not confident. Don't make these people talk if they can't talk. And if they can't talk, teach them how to talk right. Give them the confidence in their characters that they need to be able to improvise even slightly and be kind of, pre- yeah, it sounds very wanky, but to be present in the moment of when they're talking so that if something happens that's a little bit, you know, that they weren't expecting, that they can react to it in character. That's all it is. That You don't need to be fucking Laurence Olivier, but you need to be able to deliver a promo convincingly. Um, and there's too many people who can't do that, and it does annoy me. It makes it's super cringy. It's the kind like you could show people a wrestling match that's really good. You could show people Cesaro versus Kevin Owens. Um, you could show that to somebody who even didn't know wrestling, and I I think that they would be entertained by it. I think that you'd be able you'd be able to hang your hat on that and say this is good. This is why I watch it. This is entertaining. It's athletic. It's fun. It's crazy. There's lots of fun stuff happening. It's good, but promos and stuff 
I don't know about anybody else, but that's the stuff that I'm like, nobody walk in on me, please. Nobody walk in at this point um, because it's just embarrassing to watch. It's embarrassing to be a wrestling fan when this is the product, when this this is what's happening on screen is people talking and stuttering and fucking up their lines. But like I say, Big E fucked up his lines and he recovered because he's got charisma. Learn from Big E. Learn from Big Wall. Um, who's the champion of the night? For me, the champion of the night was uh, Big Cass. Um, he didn't have a lot to do. It was mainly just clearing house, which seems to be mainly all he needs to do because in any tag team match that they've been in, Enzo's been the one that gets beaten up and then he gets the hot tag and cleans house and everybody. But if he can do that well, then fantastic. That that shows that he's in the right place, being in a tag team, um, and he gets that experience, gets that um, confidence in himself. Uh, and then later on down the line, maybe he can have a... He can, go it alone in a singles thing. But for the time being, he needs to come in and kind of beat people up very quickly, have a lot of energy, get the crowd into it. And he did that very, very well. So I, I was very impressed with him. Um, the loser of the night was that there was some, there were some options uh, for loser of the night and um, for this, for jobber of the night. Um, I was going to say um, Tyler Breeze for playing second fiddle to a um, feud between R-Truth and Goldust, but he did win. Um, so you've got that. I would say, uh, I was going to say maybe Victor um, for getting eliminated before Damien Sandow, but he's he couldn't have really expected much more at this stage. Maybe Titus O'Neil for returning, and everyone's like, oh, Titus O'Neil, and then he just got eliminated and nobody really cared. So, But, you know, he he fared a bit better than other people. Um, he wasn't out first, at least. Um, and he was never a main event guy, when even when he was, uh, before he got... Um, whatever cancelled no what am I saying suspended um, so for me the loser based on what they did on Raw was Kalisto because he didn't wrestle which is where where, where he uh, performs best he was talking and his talking was the pits it was like I genuinely don't think that he said one phrase where he didn't mumble or stutter or fuck it up in some way um, so yeah massive loss for him uh, and the match of the night fantastically enough something that I'm very pleased to say was the main event it's the way it should be the main event should be the best match of the card um, and for a long time it hasn't been but last night it was um, as I say the six man tag kind of broke down very very quickly which was good lots of stuff going on outside the ring a lot of tags a lot of uh, pinfalls oh, who's managed to get this now I'm breaking up that pin a lot of stuff going on you don't know what's going to happen next um, I, and then the booking afterwards as well post-match um, was kind of a, kind of perfect really um, telling a very very simple story but telling it well so the main event gets the, gets the nod match of the night um, so that was Raw from uh, Monday May 2nd the 2nd of May um do you agree with what I said? Do you disagree with what I said? Do you have any thoughts? Do you have any comments? Do you have any suggestions? Um, let me know uh, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Daniel Swan. Um, let me know on Twitter at Palugin. Let me know by email if you want, danielswan41 at gmail.com. Um, thank you so much for listening and uh, I'll be speaking to you again next week. Take care. Cheers. Cheers.